on Maroon and Bold, contenders or pretenders, we break down the two MAC basketball teams here at Central Michigan and who is competing for the top of the MAC West Division for real or not for real. Welcome into Maroon and Bold. My name is Andrew McDonald. I'm the sports editor here. Across from me, as usual, Evan Petzl, the assistant sports editor. Honestly, I, I'm sorry if I sound a little nasally today, even more than I, I normally do, but my, I'm, I'm kind of sick. been getting a, a major cold. I think it's just this weather change from going from so cold, all of a sudden it was so warm for two days, and I don't know what it was, but it's really, really got to me. So are you a contender or a pretender? Uh, I'm definitely I'm definitely a contender for this cold. Okay, um, I for, feel... <laughs> just want to make sure. How, how are you doing, Evan? Oh, I'm good. I don't have a cold, so just fine. Exactly, so you can't be doing bad, right? Anyway, doing better than the Western Michigan basketball team. I'll oh tell you my that gosh, much. yeah, with the 0-8 record for sure. But I mean, we'll get into both those. But the the main the main point of this is, is okay. We got we got two teams here at Central Michigan, and obviously after what happened, you know, over the past couple seasons, the women's basketball team, especially last season when they made the run to the NCAA tournament and everything, everybody just expects them to go out there and do what they've been doing, which is they're leading the uh, the MAC West division for the women's standings they're ahead of Toledo by a game right now but they've had a couple of slip-ups this year they're six and two right so it's not like it's been perfect sledding and I know that you know all good teams you know they they don't I, I think the Patriots um prove that more than anybody else with their with their recent Super Bowl win is that they went when I won the Super Bowl but they were still a team that was doubted almost the whole entire you know way through the season I'm not saying Central Michigan's getting doubted I still think they'd be the favorite in most people's mind but they lost a lot of games to teams like the Detroit Lions this year um that they weren't supposed to lose that shows that it doesn't matter where you're at um, at the beginning of the season. It matters where you're at the end of the season. Um, so I think we could both agree that we could see the women's basketball team getting there. And I think the one that's more intriguing is the men's basketball team. Um, you know, they've played a couple of games here recently where they really have looked like they've been able to complete things. They showed against Eastern Michigan, a team that was predicted to win the MAC uh, West division coming into the season. A lot more height, a lot more length than CMU. They were able to pull out a four-point win there, close out that game, something they had problems doing in the couple of losses that they had before that. And they go play Western Michigan, who, yes, the team has struggled very, very mightily this year with injuries and everything else. But they got a 21-point win in a rivalry game. That's not something that's very easy to do. They let the score get all the way back as close to two. But then they went and they took care of business when they had to in the second half. What Are both these teams capable of winning their respected division? And how far can they really take it is, is the topic that I want to do today. Because I think it's, I think on both sides, it's definitely a question that's up for debate. Um, even, in the, even, even in women's basketball, I don't think that CMU is necessarily safe this year. I think that they have some, some holes in that team to where they could get beat. And I, I just want to know, are, are, are both these scenes for real? Are they both fake? Is one fake? Is one real? Where are you at in the seven? I really think the women's basketball team is going to be more of your contender, whereas the men's team, maybe more of a pretender. And not, not to say that the men's team you know, doesn't have the potential to be really good. I'm just saying, you know, if you want to talk about who has the best shot to win the division, to make a run you know, in, in the MAC tournament, it's going to be the women's team, and that's just how it is, and that's just the way that it is at CMU the past couple of years. And with the men's team, I think, you know, you look at, you have upcoming games against Buffalo on February 9th, and then February 12th, you have Bowling Green, and, you know, take, take a look at where they're at in the standings. Yeah, those two are all you really had to I say mean, they're, right there. They're, they're the top two in the East, and you, when you lose both those games, and you, you, drop, you drop down to five and six in the MAC. So they, they lose back-to-back. They have a losing record in conference. That doesn't bode well. So I think if you just look at the fact that I don't see the men's team being able to keep up 
with a team like Buffalo or Bowling Green, whereas with the women's team, they can keep up with anybody. And I don't think there's going to be a situation where they get blown out, whereas the men's team, I just think there's a greater likelihood. I, I, I just... I see the talent that they have and I understand that it's, it's, it's impressive and it's valuable and there's definitely something there. And I know that the Mac teams always play each other close, but I just don't know. I, I don't know if they're ready. And I, and I think a lot of that kind of comes back to Rob Montgomery. We talked about him as a transfer coming in uh, from a Juco and, and what he really brings to the presence inside. And I understand that he's, he's such a valuable key piece. Right. And I get that. But he's never played down the stretch Division One basketball, never. Not that he's not capable of doing it, but just he's never done it before. I mean, I mean that's that's literally, and he is not a five star, four star. I mean, same goes for anybody in that team. There really isn't any of them that have had to compete in it yet because last year they weren't in the race for anybody that really did return. They were out yeah, of it I mean, by a long shot early in the MAC season. They didn't start to get MAC wins until the end of the year. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, so, yeah, even if you want to put it that way, I mean, I was just thinking strictly on, you know, one of the youngest starters that they had, one of the younger starters that they have, you know, who is coming from a Juco situation to a division one situation. I mean, you want to talk about the whole team. You can, I mean, they, they, they don't know how to play down the stretch basketball because they haven't been able to do that yet at the division one level. So I look at this almost as, all right, what are you going to give me? Yeah. What no, am I going to get? I think, I think you're, there's you're, more question marks there. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, Obviously, you're going to hand it to the women's basketball program no matter what, just because of what they've been able to build. Um, they simply have been the better team over the past few years. They play better competition. They still have a better record. They're still in first place right now. I think what's intriguing about this men's team, though, is you know you bring up the point about Bowling Green, a team that's at the top of the Mac East division right now. Can they compete with them? They competed with them earlier this season. They took them to overtime. They had a lead in the last minute that they handed back to them um, with three straight buckets that they easily could have won that game and took that out. They had, I mean, they've had a couple of games I can look at the two losses before Eastern and Western this past week against Toledo and Akron, where they were both by four points, three points. So they've been at the end of almost every game. The only Mac game that they really weren't in the whole time was ball state when they lost 83 to 73. Yeah. It's not an easy test when you have to go back to back on a Saturday and Tuesday and play Buffalo, who is nationally ranked at 25th in the country and play Bowling and Green. on the road. Yeah, exactly. They're, but they're both on the roads. So this is, this is That's your hands down right here. This is why I think that the, the topic need to be brought up this week. If they're a contender or a pretender, I think CMU can be a contender. I don't think that they're a pretender. I think that this team has plenty of talent. I think that they can win these games if they put together a full game and they've shown that they can do it. And you know what? The attitude of this team comes out and plays with, I don't think it really does matter if they're on the road or if they're at home. I mean, yeah, sure. They, they've had a couple stumbles on the road this year in the Mac. They also won a game um, against Northern Illinois, but it's like, I don't think that that really phased them that much. You know, to be honest, sometimes it doesn't really matter in the Mac. Some crowds are bigger than others. Now a Saturday against number 25 Buffalo. Yeah. I'm sure that plenty of students will come out and watch that game. And there'll be plenty of fans there just because they're a nationally ranked team. They're in the Mac conference. Like, you know, their school is probably paying attention to that. Sometimes I wonder how much Mac crowds really even like affect the game. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, hang, I don't on, hang on, hang on. I don't think Matt crowds affect the game, but I do still think that's, I think some do. But I, I, think, I think some do. I don't, but I, I don't think it's that much of a difference. It's not the same as, you know, you're going to East Lansing, you're playing yes, Michigan obviously. state and there's the zone right there and you are getting screamed. I understand, at. but like, it's still pretty loud in McGurk arena when on Saturday it was, I mean, it was almost full. Yeah, and I, I, I get that, but I'm, I'm, I, I, okay. I get it. I understand that it affects the, the constant students bouncing the, like the, it's not the same amount of noise. But shit, I mean, it's still something. I think it's different than home crowd, 
away crowd. I don't think that matters as much, in my opinion. I just think, and I understand it does in a way with some teams, with some matchups. I get that. But I think just overall, I do think home and away actually does matter just in the terms of it's Travel. it's your environment, dude. It's your I mean, yeah. that, that is your house. You protect your house. And that that's a mentality that teams have. And you look at CMU, they're they're ten and two at home and they're four and three on the road. I think CMU is a top two team in their conference, not just their division, their conference at home. I truly think they are the second best team behind Buffalo. Mm-hmm. On the road, I don't even know if I put them top five. They yeah. they just can't get it done away from McGurk Arena, and I understand why, because there is the, you know, protect your court mentality, but you have to win those vital games games. on the road. That's that's what it comes down to in basketball more times than not. So this is a huge test. Especially in conference Buffalo and and Bowling Green on the road. You haven't been able to get it done on the road. The contender or pretender kind of thing, I don't think they're a pretender at all, because if if you were to tell me that CMU won either one of these games um, coming up, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, there's not one part of me that'd be surprised they were able to win this game. Buffalo has already stumbled a couple times. Southern Mac, they lost to Northern Illinois, the only team that CMU has beaten the road this year. This conference is so up and down in the standings this year, more than I've ever seen it in my three years of being here, that, yes, I think CMU could compete for this conference. I don't think it's crazy to say. This team gets more and more confidence with every single game that they play. They said that they were going to make corrections after a couple of losses where they were very close to winning at the end of the game. They've made those corrections. They, I mean, yeah, the game against Western wasn't close, but when they played against Eastern, it came down to it. They did make the correction, and they won the game against a team that can easily create turnovers at the end of the game and, and beat you in Eastern Michigan. I, I've seen enough so far from CMU to prove to me that they actually are a contender um, in the men's division. I'm not saying they're going to go out and win it. If I had to predict it, they're probably not going to. But I still think that they can contend for it. They will be in these games. I don't think they're going to lose them by a lot. This team has a lot of talent. I mean, okay, yeah. this, this might be the stupidest thing to point out, um, and, and, you might, and people might think of it in that way. But when I was starting out in the men's game on Saturday, the first 10 points that CMU scored, all five starters scored two of those points. Okay, it's a 10-point sample, right? It's small. The fact of the matter is you can look up CMU's like chart the entire game for most of their statistical category. These guys are so close in points. All the starters are so close in points. And they have guys that can come off the bench and do it too, like Dallas Morgan, Matt Beachler. Those guys have proven they can play off Jeez, the bench. Man. Analy- I mean, Dallas analytic- analytically, Dallas Morgan's the best player on that oh, basketball know, team. Know, he yeah. doesn't even start. Exactly. According it's, to points per 100 possessions and points per 40 minutes. I mean, sometimes it's not like, you know, someone's coming off the bench is something that helps him. That's yeah. what he said. He said that he is really found in that role watching the first couple minutes of the game. We saw him jump roping before uh, the, the, the start of the, the second half before he came into the game, before he was waiting to go get checked in. He was jump roping. I don't know if it's just something that he does, but either way, it seems like he likes to start the game on the bench. Nevertheless, what I'm trying to say is, is their five starters are not selfish by any means, shape, or form. They will give their best look. They'll give that player the shot every time that they see it. They're not like going out here to be a Marcus Keene and try to score all 50 points and barely ever get anybody any shots inside the arc or not try to get it inside and, and force it to Rob. And when Rob gets it inside, he still is looking for passes. I mean, he's not always like trying to score himself. This team is very unselfish. And I think that's what makes them so good compared to maybe some other teams in the Mac that a lot of times you see in the Mac conference is one or two guys that are dropping 25 points or a lot of points. Per game. That's not what this team plays like. Yeah. They have a guy like Larry that does score over 17 points per game because he does get enough opportunities. You're always going to have someone that scores a lot of points. But this team is very, very unselfish, and I think it's what makes them so good. And it's to me, it's what sold them on. It's I'm sold on them for that reason. And here's, here's what you got: last four games of the conference. All right, let's just jump there for a second. Eastern Michigan on the road, Toledo at home, Northern <clears throat> Illinois at home, and then Western Michigan on the road. Those are the four biggest games that they're going to play. Because I'm telling you, you're right. The MAC is so close; it's going to be so tight. Yeah, there's it's going to be 
And I know that Western game, that, that Western game is probably a road win, a guaranteed road win. Yeah. So take it and enjoy it, but realize that you have got to capitalize at home when you get Toledo and Northern Illinois. You yeah, win both sure. those games. And, and Ohio and Kansas State coming up after these games. I think CMU needs to go. If they're going to win the MAC West Division, they have to go undefeated at home the rest of the way. I think so. If they're going, mm, if, if they're yeah. going to win it, I'm not saying that. They, like again, it's insane they're going to. But if they're actually going to contend and be there at the end of the season, that actually is within a couple of games going down towards the stretch. They have to beat Ohio. They have to beat Kent State. They have to beat Toledo and Northern Illinois at home. Those are all teams in, the, in this conference they can beat. All Bingo. I mean, without a question. So yeah, you have to win your road games too. But is it? Are we being logical if we're saying that they're going to beat Buffalo? And Bowling Green both? No, they're going to lose one of these two games. I, I think it goes without a question. Um, you know, I think I'm, they lose the Eastern on the road later in the season. Yeah, There's going to be that, losses. It'll be, it'll be another good game, I think, and that's that's definitely one that they'll struggle with. Ball State, that's never a guaranteed win for them. Anytime, Ball State usually has a pretty good basketball program. And it's still a rivalry game to end the season. I mean, I've yeah. seen it more times than not where the, the team in that game is worse and they still find a way to win. So, I mean, this this, this Western team, as we saw, I mean, yeah, they had a little bit of a, a spurt, but I don't think that they're going to have players like play the way they even did against, you know, CMU most of the time. But anyway, I mean, could be a close game there. I, I highly doubt that. Nevertheless, I think this team definitely is, you know, I'm, I'm working on a column to write. It should be coming out. But I mean, by the time this uh, podcast is published, it should be coming out around the same day of why this team deserves more respect. And I'm not trying to take anything away from Sugu Ivara and what she's been able to do for the women's basketball program. She's won more games. She's made it to the Sweet 16. Like, are you kidding me? That in itself earns more respect than anything. All I'm saying is, is I, more times than not, it seems like people are still trying to downplay the women's basketball program. Like, they're the team that doesn't get more respect. And you know what? Maybe they don't get as big of a crowd. Come on. Go to any school in the country and tell me what crowd is. They have a bigger, maybe UConn, but not, not even that probably. But tell me what, what school has a bigger women's basketball crowd than their men's basketball team. It's not very common is what I'm trying to say. People do respect the women's basketball team and people that actually care about central Michigan sports and don't just go for the, the hype dogs or just to say they went to a basketball game, or whatever it is. They know what Sugo Var is doing there and they respect it. Who's pissed. What's that? Who's pissed. Who's been upset about it. I, it's just like, you, you still see things on, on Twitter. I, I saw a couple tweets this weekend, just for mm-hmm. example, um, about how, you know, like hot takes, like the women's basketball team, is can do more things that the men's basketball team can do and they've been better yet they still don't get the same exact attendance or the same as that kind of respect that's just what you still seem to hear it still seems to be the general stereotype this men's basketball team is playing a lot better than they have um, in my opinion than they any time that i've been here um and yeah they're not as quite as good as women's basketball team but i don't think you know if, if you're a student here and you're cheering for your school or, or rooting them on I don't think you should be saying things like that about either one of the teams. <laughs> I think I think that right now they're both competing for a conference championship, and you should leave it at that. I think you should give both of them your full support for that reason. And I I don't know why you wouldn't if that's if that's who you are. If you're a CMU fan, if you're through and through that way, why aren't you giving both teams the same amount of respect? I know that CMU plays a easier schedule in the non-conference, but they've proved they can beat MAC teams. They're five and four. It's almost that's more. I mean, it might be halfway through. I I don't know the exact number of games they play in conference, but. It's got to be pretty close to halfway through the conference season, and they have a winning record in it. You know how humans work, though? How is that? They always have to have something to complain about, right? Yeah. Everybody always has to complain about something. So the women's team beats Buffalo. Huge win for them. Men's team, rivalry win over Western Michigan. Everyone should be happy. A clean sweep on Saturday. But no, you just no, nobody can ever be happy, Andy. That's the yeah. problem. That's why people do it is because nobody can just enjoy. And, and plenty of it still. Nobody oh, can just enjoy. Men's the, men are the only people that can play sports, and women can't. Yeah, you and me are both the furthest people I think away from that that you could possibly find here at the school. I, I respect everything those players do. I've 
honestly, for the women's basketball team, like Presley Hudson, she's probably the best athlete to ever come through the school, in my opinion. There's debates for that. There's debates. And, I mean, maybe it's just because I'm biased because I've been here. But the record she's been able to break and do since she's been here, I think it's very impressive. She's definitely arguably the best women's basketball player to ever Raina come through Frost, that program. top five yeah, in that category exactly, as well. Yeah, like she's, she's up there too, like, those Sue is the best the coach to come through here. Exactly. Those like, people are in the same kind of respect. You think I'm going to call Marcus Keene one of the best players that ever came through because he scored 50 points a game or 30 points a game, like on average? I'm not going to say that just because he scored points. He wasn't a good overall player. For one year, too. Exactly. And he transferred in. That's not what it's about for me at all. The thing is about right now is this is a team game, and both these teams are playing very well. And I think that they both deserve the same amount of respect. Yes, the women's basketball team has done plenty more in the past, and, and that should be held up. But this is right now. This is 2018-19. This isn't the past anymore. Both these teams are competing for the top of something. Why aren't they both getting the same kind of respect? That's how I look at it. I feel that, though. I really do, because I think when push does come down to shove, just respect them both. Exactly. Like, like you're here to cheer for your team, right? I mean... That's not, not us, I'm not saying. But not us. I, reporters aren't yes, fans. Yes, we are reporters for CM Life. Yes, we, we try to avoid that. But anyway, what I'm saying is if you go here and you're, and you're griping about one team getting more attention than the other, it's like, then why weren't you there? I don't know. Like, it's just, it, it amazes me that it's not even, like, the fact is you go to a women's basketball game, usually the the parent section or the, the, the older fan alumni section, whatever you want to call it, basically that isn't the student section of the games, those are pretty almost equal. Um, at men's and women's basketball games. I mean, so it's my, not so that my, far my question, off. So my question for you is... It's the student section. Are you under the... Do you believe that if you don't go, don't complain? Are that kind oh, of a guy? Abso- absolutely. I mean, that it goes that way with anything in life. You don't vote, don't complain about what happens in politics. You don't... What up, Bono? I mean, you don't show up to your job, don't complain about not getting paid. I mean, what, what do you want me to say? If, you don't, if you're not there, then don't complain about it, period. Um, and that's... That's kind of the thing that I, I get off of some of these people that just have that complaint. Is that's some like, CMU football truth right there, though. Uh, I mean, yeah, if we're going to get into something where people don't show up, yeah, that's 100% the truth. I mean, we've had how many comments come back on some of the articles we've wrote this year, and it's like, I bet you guys left after halftime anyway. So it's, I, I don't know, it's just... Not yeah, because, to, yeah, because the funny thing is, if I'm getting, you know, if I'm getting 15 comments, you know, trying to annihilate me on a story that I wrote about a loss because, well, that's just what you have to do. <laughs> they did 11 times. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, when I, when I get, when I, well, <laughs> nice. When I get 15 of those comments and I only see 10 people in the stands, I know some of you must have left. So y'all couldn't have stayed because there's only 10 people left when the game was over. So exactly. So no matter how you see either one of these teams or you want, you want to view it, I think if you're a fan of Central Michigan, you should probably view them both because in my eyes, they're both contenders. Both these teams can compete for a championship this year and that's what you're cheering for. You're not cheering for the past. You're cheering for what's going on right now. And I think you should give both these teams respect because honestly, I've gotten to know the guys in the men's basketball team pretty well. And they're all pretty good guys. You haven't got to know them. I mean, maybe they're new. They're, they're transfers, whatever they are. All those guys are pretty good guys. They're not trying to, you know, brag about themselves too much or try to act like they're better than the women's team. Just, you know, just because they're, they're men or whatever people might like, they don't do think that about it. They're not, they're, they're very humble people. And you, and you have to go get to know them to know that. And, they definitely deserve some respect. No, they do, and I and I think the women's team does as well. And yeah, I mean, hopefully they're both contenders when it's all said and done. For that's sure, hope. for sure. And that, that, that's the thing that's beautiful about basketball too is, you know, the MAC tournament will come around, and even if you don't win um, your conference in the regular season, you still have a chance to prove that you can do it in tournament play when push really comes to shove and it's win or go home. So, either one of these teams? Are you kidding me? I mean, with the way that it is up and down, I mean. Yeah, I think right now it sits as the women's basketball team is looked at as we can 
just run over everybody. That's not true. They got two conference losses this year that, I mean, we're definitely not expected to lose. I think the most shocking one was when um, they were at home and they, and they took the loss to Miami of Ohio. I mean, like, no one saw that coming, coming into that game. And Miami of Ohio had a couple of losses themselves. Then they come out and you're like, all right, they get a win. It's going to start being better. No, they go right back and lose to Toledo. They can, you, you can lose any day um, in this conference up and down both divisions this year. I Sue mean, and Keno will say the same thing. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's just the way that it is. Like, you know, and that's the general stereotype. Everybody wants to make their conference look good, right? It really is this way this year. I mean, in, in both, both conferences, any team on any given day can beat somebody. And that's why it's so much fun to watch. And that's why I think you should pay attention to both. Um, if I'm looking at, it. but that's why I think both teams are contenders. Reach it. Both teams are contenders for sure. So It'll be interesting um, to see what does happen. Do you think either one of these teams, um, do you think the women's team will no doubt win the MAC tournament this year? Or is Buffalo, as you wrote about this past week, you know, with the, with the rivalry going on with those two, that kind of just formed on the court, is that the only team that can beat them? Or could, I mean, shoot, they're not even at the top of the, or at the, the division right now. I mean, it's Ohio over there at the top of the division. Who really is the best team in, in women's basketball this year? I mean, is it Ohio's at the is top it, of the East division? CMU? CMU's at the top of the West division. Yeah, yes. But, I mean, realistically, anybody can win. I mean, whether it's Ohio, Miami, CMU, Toledo, Buffalo, I mean, those group of teams, I mean, they, they can beat each other on any given night. I say if you want a prediction, though, yeah, Central Michigan, they're still your favorite. They get it done in crunch time. I, I totally see them winning the MAC tournament. As for the men's side of things, if you're looking at someone to win the MAC tournament, it's got to be Buffalo with Toledo being a close second. And then Central Michigan sprinkled in, you know, in, in the third, fourth, or, or fifth spot once it comes back tournament time. But yeah, I, I still got the women 100 percent as as a lock to win the MAC tournament. But anybody can beat anybody. We've made that very clear. But if you want a prediction, there it goes. Yeah, I think you still pick the same in both. Um, women's, I think you still definitely pick CMU um, as a favorite. Just looking at either way, I think in men's you still pick Buffalo. I mean, I don't think. Just because they had a couple slip-ups, I don't think that it means that they can't win the division. As I said, you know, you can you can have losses, but the losses that are early in the year don't define you, especially in the sport of basketball. I mean, you see it time and time again where you lose because you play so many games. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens, and it's all neutral court at that point anyway. Um, but I definitely think that the favorites stay the same, but I just want to make my point clear that both these teams are contenders, and if you're a student at CMU, I think that I think you should be giving them both the same amount of support. So I think that's, the, I think that's all we have this week for Rune and Bold. Is that correct? Yeah, might yeah, be. Sure is. Good podcast. Sorry, thank you. Hey, wait a minute. What's that? I mean, CMU football yesterday. Got they announced news. Yeah, I mean, well, they, well, they, well, no, I mean, they announced their uh, assistant coaching staff. You know, about a month after we did. <laughs> nice. You just really like pointing that out to everybody, don't you? No changes, right? Nothing, uh, nothing stood no. out and surprised you that you were wrong about. All right, good. No. This kid knows how to report. That's what we like to see. But how about this though, Mike Dana? Yeah, Mike Dana checking out. Uh, Michigan, Are we talking a little so, Mike Dana? Yeah, we can talk a little bit of Mike Dana. That's I think that is a, a pretty interesting thing. So you know, we found out through some through some people that he was seen at uh, the University of Michigan on a visit, um, and I think that that right there already says something. I mean, if you the pipeline from Michigan to CMU has been something the past couple of years. I mean, it, it, no matter what, it's just like left and right. You're seeing a new player, coach, whatever it might be going back and forth from those two universities. But this one was way more unique because a CMU player is going to Michigan, which obviously, yes, I know everybody thinks that, you know, they should be considered the same, but let's be honest here. It's, it's, it's a big 10 school and a, and a Mac school and a player going to play at that level. That's a little bit different, but I think Mike Dana could do it at least in a rotation form. And if he gets the opportunity, I think he'd be a fool to turn it down. No, I mean, I, I think so too. And yeah, 
Dana was there February 1st to 3rd, confirmed that with somebody on the Michigan side of things. Um, after I heard, you know, some rumblings about him being over there, I ended up, you know, went and confirmed it. But yeah, he's a guy that can get in that mix. I mean, you look at a guy like Quiddy Pay, Aiden Hutchinson, a freshman from last year who was like touted so highly as a young guy that was looking up to Rashawn Gary. Gary's yeah. gone, Winovich is gone, obviously. But I mean, I, I really like a defensive end trio of Dana, Quiddy Pay, and, and Aiden Hutchinson. Oh my gosh. I, I, dude, that, that is going to be good. Quiddy Pay could have been a starter at almost any other, just any other place in the, in the conference. And Quiddy Pay also played a little bit of defensive tackle, too. So, I mean, mm-hmm. if you need him there at times, you can shift him. Now, not saying that Dana's going to Michigan, but I'm just saying I like the fit. I think that, you know, it's a place that he wanted to go to when he came out of school. Wasn't obviously, you know, a, a highly rated prospect, so didn't have the opportunity to go there. But it was a school that he wanted to go to. His old teammate at Warren Deal style, True Wilson, is a running back for the Wolverines. There's there's connections there. Yeah. You know, and there, there's a desire to be there. Um, now, just so everybody knows, too, I mean, he's in the transfer portal, so he doesn't have to leave. He's not, he yeah. is not, he has not said that he's leaving CMU. He could still come back. Um, and from, but from what I've been hearing, it's, it's kind of about 50 50 if maybe a little bit more leaning towards the the leaving side. But either way, if you're a fan, I mean, look at it from just anybody in general. Just look at it from the standpoint of he has a new coach now, um, not the same guy that had him in here for years. He's been here for that long. He'd be a graduate transfer, and this is an opportunity that he's wanted his whole life. Don't go look down on the guy or say, like, oh, like, you know, why why would you ever take that opportunity? This, again, just goes back to the thing in life where if you got an offer at a certain paper to write when you're already writing for somebody else and they offered you more money, you'd probably take it, right? Because you want to make yourself better off. Not that this has anything to do with money, but it's a better opportunity to get yourself propelled to where you want to be in your future, which I'm sure his dreams and aspirations of all the NFL. It's just a fact of life that more people come out of the University of Michigan to make the NFL than Central Michigan. So if you and, have the chance and, to play I mean, there you and you really, really think that you can do it and be the be the best player you can be there, why would you ever knock somebody for, you know, taking on their dreams. Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about, too, and I know CMU does a good job of exposing their athletes in the best way that they possibly can, yeah. you know, to the outside world and stuff like that. But, I mean, ESPN Plus or yeah. ESPN. Or ABC Primetime Football, because Michigan always gets, like, two or three of those games every year. So, <laughs> and, Or Big Ten Network or Anything, ESPN2, yeah, whatever yeah. it might be. Still, the point being, you're going to get more exposure. I'm, I'm just... Just being honest. So not too much to talk about there just because we don't know for sure yet what's going to happen with him, but it's something. CM-Life.com. Stay up to date <laughs> check, on it. Check it we out. We will hook check you it up out. when we know. Plug in, the, plug in the app for the, the Twitter, too, so all these users know. At CM-Life. No, you. Oh, at Evan Petzold. E-V-A-N-P-E-T-Z-O-L-D. Just my name. Plain and simple. That's how we do it. Sure. And at Andy underscore McDonald 23 if any of you guys are interested. Goat. Nevertheless, that'll wrap up our podcast. Thank you guys for listening. We will talk at you next time. Hello.